This meeting is being recorded. Have you asked for my consent before we began recording? Oh, he did not do that. Can you put your camera down? Why is like why is it cutting off at your neck? Sinim, <laughs> you've already asked me to adjust. No, okay. Hey. You want to let me go below my hips? No, it's all good, man. It's all good. You want to see that? Oh, why are you not wearing white? We all agreed that we're going to wear white for the podcast. I don't also, know. you see that Guinness Book of Records? A little, little nice little touch. I, I got a Uganda flag. Oh, what you got? Mm. Got China at the back, as in literally <laughs> China. Um, all right. Well, this is this is different. A bit weird doing it on uh, Zoom. Yep. So, you want to tell everyone what this is? This is uh, post Euros analysis, I think. So, yeah, this is um, obviously we ended season one. Um, and this is uh, while we will start season two as normal in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. This is, yeah, post international um, sort of debrief and review of everything that's gone down the last month and just a uh, discussion of all things. Uh, great that happened in the last few weeks. Before we start, Wasim had his. The first time I've seen a fan come up to Wasim and say, "You yeah. don't." He said, "You don't know me, but I know you." Let me introduce. Oh, was that today? Yeah, Wasim's got a fan boy. Um, Musa. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't actually talking about the podcast. It turned out. We just. He was talking about the running group. Oh, <laughs> famous or VAR. So, uh, also before we start, we have onboarded a a new sponsor. Um, yes, are we mentioned it from today. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Not here for some reason. He's he's very hesitant to talk about the sponsor. More than happy to take all the privileges that come with it. Are we okay yeah. to mention the sponsor, Tyler? Is that all right with you? Yeah, I just thought we we're gonna launch the official sponsor at the start of the new season, and obviously. Yeah. Obviously, when the perks have come in, we're still waiting for those perks. <laughs> no, we're giving that free shots right now. I, I, I leave it up to your discretion. Actually, no, we should definitely give uh, a shout out to our prospective uh, to be finalized sponsor deal. Oh, the fine print is still yet to be determined, yeah, is it? Yet to be determined, but we're oh, really God. excited. We're official, we're big. It's, to, to be fair, it's, it's a sponsor that's actually in line with 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 uh, well, our target talking about football. Yeah. Um, so just as a as a little kind of introduction, so our sponsor is an app called Footsap, um, and and their kind of tagline is bringing the Premier League to your local league, and it's for your five aside, eleven aside, any sort of team games that you organise, um, and it's all about being able to organise the games, share pre-match team sheets, match reports. Pick your player of the match, note down your goals and assists, and kind of just bring in that yeah. whole, stra- whole, whole Strava esque uh, environment to football. To grassroots yeah. um, football. And that explains why we didn't win the tournament today, because we didn't use the app. <laughs> we didn't use the app. <laughs> yeah. missing. That, was, that, that was the gap that we were missing in our team. So, to, so today, proof in the pudding that if you use the app, and probably the winning team did use the app, they blatantly used it. Yeah. They organise themselves better, and uh, we were part of a tournament today as well. Um, all three of us. What was our team name, by the way? Fully vaccinated. Fully none vaccinated. Of are, none of us are fully vaccinated, but we thought I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, you actually? Yeah. You got both jabs. Yeah, man, both jabs. Living life. So, so just to let everybody know, Salim was actively trying to push the AstraZeneca 
vaccine to everybody aged listen, below 30. Listen, uh, listen. And a day later, I'm not tolerating this. So, <laughs> at a time, at a time when vaccine, we have written evidence, Wasim, please. Yeah, Matt, how many people have blood clots as a result of I mean, how many people time, have you directly potentially killed? Guys, <laughs> guys, at a time when vaccines were scarce, I was a light of hope in the community offering a vaccine. What vaccine it was, it was irrelevant, and the fact that two days later they came out and said that we shouldn't be taking them is irrelevant. But I see that guy. That opened, you know, back out. He opens up his jacket, offers like treatment that he's got here. Do you want you want to buy anything here, like some venom or something? Oh god! All right, so so uh, fully vaccinated. We we were in a tournament, and actually, I I turned up what in the last sixteen. Because I don't I don't do group stages. I'm you not. I mean, what's the point? Uh, I, we I did the leg work, get to the knockouts, and then you just turn up for the glory. I basically, my, 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 my personal performance, because there was only two games and I was only on for like half of each game, I basically committed about 10 fouls. You, you did <laughs> score a goal. I scored one goal, but it was a tap-in, and yeah. it was like a, we were already winning that game anyway. Uh, that was probably our best game, right? The last 16. Yeah. So, the best game? I think that and probably the... So, so, uh, I was the best of the two that I was there for. Yeah, we had and a also, tight game with the actual winners of the tournament. Yeah, so yeah, both finals. We, we got knocked out by the runner-ups as well. So we, we, yeah. we so technically we are sort of you know on par, unspoken champions. Really, unspoken the, champions. The, the the people's champions. The people's yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's fair to say. That's what everyone was calling us. Like they applauded us as we left and stuff. Uh, and a nice story as well. This is before you arrived, Salim. Um, yeah. So we People saw, asked me where I was. No, no one cares about it. Uh, um, so we saw uh, a guy who's in his paying for the, the team that's over 40s who turns out to be our teacher from secondary school. So he taught us when we were in year seven, year eight. So we still call him Mr. Hassan and he came and yeah, saw us yeah. and, and he's playing and in a tournament. Our team had three of his students, so me, Wasim and my brother. And it's mad seeing your own teacher. And, it, and to be fair, he's aging quite well. He's only like, he's only what, like 10, 10, 15 years older than us. Obviously, as kids, 10 to 15 years, you're 10 years old, he's 25, yeah. it's a big difference. We but saw, now it's not that much. Yeah. I, w I wanted to mention the name of the tournament, but I don't know if Fahir will let me. He gets very protective over naming brands when we're not in the. Yeah, go for it. This is a charity, isn't it? I'm all, I'm all for declaring. No, I, I don't know. Is it Normal Orphans or No Trust? Normal Orphans. Normal Orphans. If you are to want to sponsor an orphan, go on their website. Does anybody know the website? Are you doing a full on shout out? Yeah, man, it's charity, man. Might oh, as well get charity. Started. Okay, interesting. Wow. Good to know, Tahir. You have some morals somewhere. I'm, I'm going to get a foot sap tattooed right here. <laughs> Once the payment comes in, that'll be it. Once we hit a million subscribers, we can do that. But um, how amazing is this, guys? You followed us for a year, and we've officially got a non bakery sponsor. That pays in money. But a shout out to Bakes by Lida. She smashed it. She, she fed us. When we needed it, we were starving and we needed the real sponsors. Uh, but now we finally got a real sponsor. At the moment, we've got no equipment to record with, but FootSat is going to sort that out. This is, gonna... this, is why we're, this is why we're doing the Zoom setup with no mic. Well, speaking, speaking of Zoom, just, just a tiny pet peeve. Tara, why is your name in lowercase? Your yeah, T and A. Why that. don't you have your full name on Zoom? On Zoom? What's going on? Yeah. Because you know who I am. I don't need my surname. Yeah, but you know oh, who Tahir is without uppercase. No, it is. No, but it's still, you don't write your name lowercase. 
Wasim thinks he's Beyonce, you know. You know oh, who I am. Wasim, Beyonce. They're actually coming with a W from that one. She's going to come like this. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> w, w, fine. The, fa- the fans have gotten to his Winning. head. Are we, are we going to talk about football? Yes. First subject. I think people want uh, an overall response on the uh, Euros. No, so no, that's not the... No. Oh, no, 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 we need to discuss All the right. crowning glory no. to no, the legends that we have run out of superlatives for, mm. Mr. Lionel Messi guiding almost single-handedly Argentina to yet another final and no, then finally winning the Copa America dessert. So this is, was his, if you count the Olympics, his sixth final with Argentina. Obviously, don't count the Olympics, five finals. Finally, he won one. Um, ironically, I would say of all the finals he's played in, that was probably his, and, and as in terms of the final, that was probably his weakest performance. And that's the one that Argentina ended up winning, funnily, funnily enough. But if you actually look at the tournament, bring it up. What, normally, a player gets one of these. He's loving this. He's absolutely I'm really bro. I'm really, no, because, because Messi was the best ever, regardless of whether Argentina lost or not. This, this was for him, his crowning moment. And actually, you know what? I'm saying this from now, Argentina going to win the World Cup in 18 months in Qatar. Just remember, I mentioned that, yeah? Not England, he's going yeah. to do it at 30, what is he going to be? He's going to be 35 in centre mid or wherever he's going to be playing, he's going to be guiding. Anyway, most goals, Messi. Most, uh, most assists, Messi. Big chances created, Messi. Chances created, Messi. Successful dribbles, man of the matches, an average rating of 8.6. These, these are stars that sound like Ronaldo stats. No, Ronaldo, no, bro. There was one penalty. Wait, so we shout out. Three out of five. Ronaldo, quick golden right, moment. Listen, let him have his moment. Oh, bro. Uh, you want to compare Ronaldo's, Portugal's pathetic attempt of, of, of uh, the, the title defence to what Messi just did. And Messi, by the way, was kicked off the park in half these games, still delivering these numbers. Bro, nine out of 12 goals were either scored or assisted by Messi. The Argentina scored in the tournament. Yeah, they're an amazing, amazing, amazing tournament. And like, deserves it. The best ever. And also, he deserves to be crowned on the international stage. Another record, the most liked sports pick in Instagram history is Messi holding the Copa America in the junior group. Over, at the time, it was over 19 million likes. Somebody needs to work out whether Ronaldo liked that picture or not. Ronaldo probably reported it, mate. <laughs> Is that, you know, there's that fraud. Mental section. health issues. <laughs> All right, so so uh, yes, Messi had a phenomenal tournament. Um, I yeah. think we can all like the, the thing is, honestly, as much as I wanted Messi to win for himself, I wanted him to lose just for the purpose of winding you up, um, bro. As well, he scored more free kicks than everyone combined in the Euros. Yeah, that's America. fantastic. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm not as mad as I don't think you understand. We love Messi, but we love winding you up as well. So, I don't think you. No, what? I don't think so. You wanted it, bro. You're making prayers that he loses and breaks his leg. When did I say that? You, you did before the game. As a joke on WhatsApp. Okay, but you wouldn't do that if you love someone. You can't joke about <laughs> Messi. Yeah, so you can't say you really love him. That was like, um, come on, like heresy. You, you are Argentina. Like, yeah, come on. That, that, the only thing that was that was probably missing was that he might upset you. He had that last-minute chance against uh, yeah, in the Brazil to seal it. That would have been literally. The icing, the cherry on the icing, the cake. Unfortunately, he didn't. But the manager apparently came out and said Messi, would, by the way, had hamstring issues for the semi-final. He wasn't even fit for either of the games. Amazing. And yeah, some teams win 
finals with him on the pitch. Others don't need certain players in the final, but it's all right. We, 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 we'll come to that when we discuss the Euros in a moment. So look, the one observation I wanted to make is that I don't watch a lot of uh, Copa America generally, but the games I do yeah. Firstly, can we just shout out that commentator from the BBC? Oh my God. Anybody watched any of the group stage matches, there was a guy who basically was less professional than the three of us combined. Um, <laughs> and, and did not didn't know the rules. Didn't know the rules of football, didn't know the player names. Um, and he was just baffled. Like he, was, he was like, oh, and uh, he's kicking the ball to the left. And now he's using, and, and, and that was the commentary. It was just him on his own with complete monotone. Yeah, and there's no fans. We should do 2023 co commentators. 2022 for the World Cup. Put out of it. What? You want to NMR. Get us a co commentator. Imagine that. As in the stadium? As in we get sponsored by the BBC and they take us to Qatar and we co commentate. To be honest, we could do Jermaine Genius's job. There we go. Honestly. He's like very subpar. Uh, I mean, Michael Owen, anyone can do a better job then, let's be honest. But, yeah, he's, he's the worst. He's, he's out. Worst. I don't think, no. remember, um, remember that comment he made where he goes, the winner of this game is the one that scores the most or something. Like that. Oh, joke. All right. Should, <laughs> should, we, should we get on to the Euros? Yes. Yes, let's do it. So look, pre-Euros, when we discussed this, I remember we had that question come in um, that was talking about us bad-mouthing England. But then we all yeah. kind of came out and said, no, actually, we support England. We love them. We want them to do well. And we think there's a very good chance. I remember, mm -hmm. I think it was both or maybe just Starher was saying that Saka was going to be... Start. Would start and was going to really... And dominate, yeah. And I was shocked. And, and the, the thing that I've heard from a lot of people is that if you're an Arsenal fan and you've seen Saka... You see his ability, yeah. It doesn't surprise you that he played the way he did and he impressed as much as he did. But genuinely... The guy's been carrying Arsenal. He's been carrying Arteta on his back, literally. The thing is, penalty miss aside, I think if the final was, uh, he had a bad final. He had bad, you know, he definitely had a bad final. It wasn't that. Okay, um, can we talk about the final? Do, do you feel like yeah. um, Southgate got it wrong? No. In terms of running so. the game? Oh, no, I think the penalty shootout, yeah, he got that wrong. Oh, obviously, obviously he got it wrong because they didn't score, but... No, no, but I think forget if they scored or not. The no, but that, the idea behind it was nice. Yeah, the no, fact I that you make these three young. No, but it's a fantasy. But let's let's shut this facts. down. It's only listen, listen to me. Let's shut this down as a footballing thing to get the fantasy of the three kind of black yeah. players score, and then eventually they're they're, they're kind of they heroes. Uh, yeah. put, put as heroes. Three football the, the three footballers that are chosen. Rashford, that what makes sense. Bring him on. He's a penalty taker. Sancho potentially, but Saka's never taken a professional penalty in his entire career. Bro, there is a professional footballer. It's, it's not no, the hardest still, thing to do. Still, still, if some if somebody's not taken a professional penalty, do you know what that means? That they haven't no. taken a penalty no. in Messi a and Ronaldo miss in finals. They've missed penalties I, in finals. I, I, I understand, but if you've not People taken missed. one and you're the fifth penalty of a Euros championship, do you know how mental that is? Like, okay, but also the fifth penalty, it doesn't, always, firstly, it doesn't always get to the fifth. Fifth is not necessarily always at the side, though. Sorry, before we get to the yeah. penalties, I'm talking about the game here. So what I saw in that game was obviously the early goal, and then I think England were playing very well for the first 20, 30 minutes. And so I, then, as Italy got more into the game, it just became this, let's just hold on. 
So I, I think Italy, look, with the exception of Spain, they've destroyed every team. Mm. Um, as a team, um, they're probably they're a better team than England, I would say. Maybe obviously not, not necessarily individuals. Yeah, Chiesa, a couple yeah. of others. You've got the experience in the back with Bonucci and Chiellini. Um, but they've also been to finals before and they've been to that. This was more new thing. I don't, I don't think so, to be honest. Not this group of players that have been to a final before. Uh, some of them have, but Benicio and Chiellini lost in 2012, for example, in well, the Euro I, 2012. The majority of them are new teams. majority of them are young. majority are new, yeah, fine. Um, I mean, look, it's a, they drew. End of the day, in 120 in, minutes, in, in the game. It's not the worst thing in the world. But the had the ability to bring the game. I agree with you. To bring the game to Italy, and we did. And I think Southgate was happy with us sitting back in that second half. And I think that is potentially the downfall. The game should have been won in extra time instead of you know dragging out. What, what's important is that when the groups finished, I and we have the proof predicted it will be an England Italy final. Yeah. So that's so Ro Ronald pairing this. I, I tweeted a month. Our man. Our man. Any... I tweeted a month before. The fact remains. I tweeted a month before the final that it would be France or Italy who win the tournament. Not a month before because the whole tournament was a month. So no, you didn't. Okay. Uh, I'll after the first round of games. All right, and then you also proceeded to tell us that Belgium will win it, Netherlands will win it, England will win it. Um, <laughs> you name like six teams. Okay, but um, as, as, on Twitter. as an impartial umpire here and judge, there's records showing that we're seeing before half time declared Italy a potential. Oh, the first game. Yeah, potential dark horse. And I think we have to give him some credit for that. You also predicted it, England Italy final. After the group stages? After the groups, yeah. So we have, and we've proven, I think we discussed this in a previous episode, where Wasim has the ability to predict the outcomes of international tournaments. And it's been yep. proven once again. There's Italy being dark horses, being predicted. In, Listen, in the first remember, remember, that, remember I talked about the algorithm, the, the World Cup. The algorithm but, is inside his head. But not, obviously this algorithm, COVID messed up, so I used the greater algorithm, the Wasim instinct, gut. That was even better. But, I'll be, I'll like, I'll for example, 2014, I said by the algorithm that Argentina will win it because it was written for Argentina to win in Brazil. I just got the years wrong. Yeah, I see. They won, they won the Cup America in Brazil in 2021. You see what I mean? It's like slight nuances. What, what the Wasim algorithm couldn't predict is that they would keep giving Copa Americas every year until Messi got to win it. Okay, well, okay, wait, wait. I, I, let's move it was on. one no, extra Copa America. One extra Copa America. 2016, where there was a, cent a centurion edition, of which case the, the fact remains that, that Argentina still got to a final in the World Cup 2014, 15 and 16, and they lost on penalties in both. What can you do about that? Like, Higuain happened. I'm sorry. Yeah. Higuain retires, Argentina win a tournament. I love, I love how we went from Euros to Messi again. I like sorry, you, brought, you mentioned it. Uh, what did I mention? The Copa America introducing so you, mentioned, you mentioned your algorithm brought Messi into it. Yeah. Anyway, the, the point is the prediction is was there. And uh, Ronald, if you're listening and our followers, what did you say about England reaching the final? You said what did what did he say? What did he say? Waza. Waza predicted. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ready for our boy. Um, so yeah, in terms of predictions, actually we'll let people predict. So the NMR team are going to go karting on the eighth of August. So if you can't, if, if, if you listen to the podcast, Zahra is holding up a uh, post of a go karting tickets. Go karting. So let's see what people think and predict 
the guy, you know, the, the fastest. Zara will probably up. crash into us. So that's going that to get kicked out. I think Zara will, will reverse around the track. Just <laughs> as, long just as, as long as I get the fastest lap, I don't care. How is that? <laughs> can, we, can we, coming back to the football, can we address um, the racism? So, so yeah. everything that happened leading up to the final. I was very excited, obviously. Yeah. I lived down the road from the stadium. I was enjoying it. On the day of the final, I drove past um, the, the road that kind of leads to, the, to, to Wembley, uh, Wembley Park Station a couple of times, about four times. In the afternoon, it was like a nice buzzing atmosphere. By about five, six o'clock, it became crazy. Like there were, there were people everywhere. There was bottles everywhere. There was police. There was helicopters. It felt like a bit of a, a war zone. Um, Mate, it was chaos. There were just hooligans and. But the, the thing is, I, I after after seeing what happened and obviously all the racism that took place on social media as well, I kind of remembered. I, I felt like I was living in like a bubble inside my own head, where I was like, "Oh yeah, England, this is us. We love it. We've got mm. some multicultural team, all of that stuff." And then you remember. The reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, the, uh, like, the lowest of the low savages. Um, it's crazy, given that even with the loss, it's the greatest achievement, international achievement for, uh, for decades. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Still, that's not celebrated. Uh, and obviously, you know... Yeah, but bear in mind, what, what would a celebration look like in this country? Oh, it would have been... At the very least... There would be fights, you know, there would be alcohol, there would be drugs, yeah. there would be... Yeah, but, but that final loss just unearthed the existing racism in this country. Um, and it's very unfortunate because I don't think it's going to go overnight. And, and to be fair, I'm happy that we lost because if we won, it's, just, it's not going to change anything. This is the thing. People think that like these kind of victories and all oh, these guys could have been held heroes. They would, they, they would have been held heroes, but that doesn't make racism go away. No, no. I, I think there'll be, there'll, be, there'll, be, there'll be momentary heroes. And then there'll be an expectation for these same players to perform again in the World Cup. And when they don't, that same uh, racism Ozil, is going to return. Ozil said to himself, right? Like, uh, he goes, when, we, when I win, I'm German. And when I lose, I'm, I'm, I'm a Muslim immigrant. Yeah, like Benzema it, said the same uh, thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benzema? Benzema, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He goes, when I, when I win, I'm French. And when I lose, I'm Arab. So they've all said the same recurring line. Yeah. And I think it was, was it... Tyron Mings that, that mentioned that this is the reason we kneel before every game, take the knee, sorry, before every game. It's for this very reason alone. People booing it. Like, you look like an idiot. What are you booing? It's right. not a Marxist you, thing. You had, you had Priti Patel calling it gesture politics. Yeah. Nice. And, then, and, then, and then afterwards having the cheek to be like, oh, these racists are so bad. It's like you can't even stand up for a symbol of uh, anti-racism, yet you want to... You, you, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It's but yeah, you know, honestly, like in the days after the final, I, it kind of made me feel a little bit better because I was like, actually, with that, yeah, without diving into the whole politics situation of it, but when uh, when we've got the whole rainbow armbands going on, no, there's no backlash at all. Everyone mm. takes it on the chin. Everyone respects it. But why is it when, when there's a you know the kind of taking a knee stance? happening there is a backlash there is it's, bizarre. it's so bizarre in this country it's, it's I, incredibly I really, bizarre 
You had even to be fair, Gary Neville did a good job when he called yeah. out. Um, Boris. You know, the funny thing is, a lot of these football pundits slowly are becoming more dignified, political. Yeah, more dignified than our politicians. Yeah, and they're more, as, and they have a political bone. They're not afraid. They mm. know that they, they they occupy a flat platform that has voices. You know uh, and, mo- and most of the footballer voices are racist, which is great because. One saying that is it's interesting because uh, they were talking about this as well. Post like even before the final, uh, before the the final and the build up, Alan Shearer, Lennox, and all them were talking because back in the day, uh, the news stories there was no social media, so it was dominated by whatever the media printed, and it was usually negative press. And England always will criticize this. Now these footballers, their, their Instagram accounts and their social platform have become sort of bigger than some of these papers yeah. in terms of their audience reaches. So they now can get that positive voice ahead. And I think uh, on a tangent, that also kind of contributed to the success England had. Because before, there was always a tense. Rio Ferdinand spoke about it as well. That they always preferred their clubs over their country. There was no, not a real chemistry between the players, even though on paper England had some superstars. Um, but now you had a little bit these humble young guys who get on with each other, just have fun. And that's normally how these teams end up winning. The, the, the media is hating it. The fact that you've got Foden who's changed his hair colour, that was lapped up. They loved it. You know, the, the yeah. tabloids loved it. But when Pogba was doing it in the Premier League, nobody exactly. loved it. Yeah. Uh, it's just straight up racism. Um, but coming back to the positives we was talking about, also what's interesting, I think people like Chunks, Philly, all of the content that you see on YouTube where they're interviewing players, you've got Mason yeah. Mount, Jack Greedy said something with Harry Pinero recently and, yeah. and just hearing them talk and they talk about the WhatsApp groups that they're in and they've created this kind of camaraderie and, and this, um, this bond where they're all mates beyond that. Whereas, as you said, when Rio, I remember he was talking about how the Liverpool guys sat with the Liverpool guys, the Chelsea guys sat with the Chelsea guys, the Arsenal guys sat with the Arsenal guys in England yeah. and they didn't talk. They were enemies. Yeah. They were just there to do work and then they were gone. Whereas here, you can see there's an actual kind of almost brotherhood amongst the team. Um, Which is so funny because in Spain, in 08-12, there was that massive rivalry Barca-Madrid. Like, Ramos hated these guys. Yeah. But when it came to... Although, although it does help that the entire midfield was Barcelona. Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets. I guess that does make a difference. Yeah. But still, you have some Madrid players, right? Um, and so, yeah, it's just... It's, it's a positive moving forward. And I would like to see Southgate stay on, at least for the World Cup. Because he is a dignified, uh, you know, man, and he's, he's humble. He accepted the blame himself. He didn't want to put any blame on the players, and um, w- well spoken. That sort, of, that sort of thing. I, I, I like him. Um, yeah. And so, to be honest with you, I was going to say on Southgate. You could, you, I, I'll, I'll go back to you straight after. But on Southgate, as a manager, um, yeah. firstly thoughts on his performance so far. And Before we get into that, I've got a poem that I wrote about the whole. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. We we have a bit of poetry content here. So this okay. poem is titled "I Can't Take Off My Skin." Okay, wait, 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 is this something you've already published on 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 uh... Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Is this just self promo? So no, just... It's not a promo. It's to touch upon the same subject you're that we've been discussing. Your own content on the flipping. Podcast. I'm not. I'm not. Words. Always I... talk about. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, have these sponsors. I'm gonna promote rivals. I sponsor my own self with poetry. I'm gonna. Let's, let's, let's shout out all the poets to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that right now. Don't worry. I got Nuri. <laughs> let's go. Well, I can't take off my skin, but I do know that lions do not belong in shirts and flags woven cages. Lions roam free in climates where brown and black can breathe. 
You want kings, but do not want their lion skin. You want beasts, but you do not want them to take a knee and roar. You want ones who sing instead for money and queens, but these aren't lions because lions cannot take off their skin. And that was a poetry plug word by Tahar on Instagram. So whilst we're doing poetry, I would just like to read out a few lines as well, if that's all right with you guys. <laughs> go for it, go for it. <laughs> Anyone can battle bone, make it brittle till it breaks. Anyone can draw a weapon, let it deliver a fierce blow. Anyone can go to war, anyone can draw a sword. But to wage war against oneself, now that's a real hero. Have you plagiarized this time? No, that's from the poet Nourish Adar. I thought we were just doing poetry hour, innit? So I, 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 at least we, at least we might get him to listen to the podcast. As, as Tahir loves to do, when you name one thing, like with Bakes by Nida, we were always looking out and naming competitors. So Every yeah, single yeah. cake producer. Yeah, so, so if we've got another sponsor, like a uh, potential sponsor. If there are any poets out there who would like to yeah. co-host the podcast. Who are like Futsap <laughs> that want to kind of combine and match what Futsap is providing us as a sponsorship. Feel free to contact us, uh, nmr at gmail.com. Is that how it's out? All right. Coming back to the, yeah. the Southgate point, and uh, th- th- I'm curious to see your take as well. So I, I think, look, international football generally, it's a, it's like uh, from a coaching perspective, they're semi-coach. You only have them for a few weeks of the year. They're all coming from different club philosophies anyway, where, they, where you have a spe- specific training program ingrained in you day in day out yeah so it's more about man management and yeah. team chemistry that sort of thing so, so it's you don't need necessarily need to be the most tactical and we've seen that a few times like um uh like scolari in the past struggled at club level sort of thing but succeeded with brazil mm-hmm. or portugal and so that sometimes generally as managers get older and the, and the tactics you know advance beyond what they are they move towards international football so i think Southgate is suited to it and as a man manager um, the arguments maybe Grealish could have played more, whatever. But look, when, when you lose, there's always going to be something. And he he took a risk by playing conservative football. The risk is when it doesn't work out, you will get bashed. Um, I'll, say, he, I'll say this as historically, I was one of the critics of Southgate. But what I've seen in this tournament is I don't yeah. think there is a, a more suited manager to take us into the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so he manages the whip plays well. He's clearly got some kind of fatherhood uh, figure going on in, in the camp. Uh, and, and even with the whole Grealish thing, I think he does, he was very fair. He had Grealish, Mao, Sancho and Saka all get playing time. And those are four, that, that was one position, you know, kind of spread between uh, four players. And he yeah. done well, as it was, it's an impossible situation. And do you remember in the start of the tournament, everyone was saying, oh, how is Sterling starting? And what yeah. tournament is Sterling ended up having? This is what I was no, going to say. But he understood. Every, but, go on, go on, go on, finish up. So with, with Sterling and Kane and... And and certain plays like Phillips as well, he he played them up. He played he played them throughout the tournament, and they deserved their place. They were exceptional throughout the tournament. Uh, and shout and out to um, Luke Shaw. Yeah, and another phenomenal tournament. Yeah, yeah. And, and England was not Arnold. Yeah. And if it was, did a great job. If yeah. it was for if if the if the fans had to select the lineup, Sterling wouldn't start half those games that he was starting. So this is what I was going to say on that point. That one in particular, and and every other decision and lineup choice that he made, yeah, was heavily criticised by myself yeah. included. I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but he got it right. The fans wanted Chilwell initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even the sank as a sack introduction, he realised in the caps in the training caps his ability. And the ability that you know he's versatile enough to track back 
He's versatile enough to kind of slot into a more central and wide role as well. He's flexible. You gotta be. You, you, you can't be stubborn. And, and that's exactly why I thought if he knows Saka's actual true ability, he'll end up starting him. And I think next season is a big season for Saka. If we're gonna get into the whole Saka thing, um, but I'm really excited. This he's still young, man. Twenty years old. He's got a big future. Ahead I was of him. Like, yeah, if I was Arsenal, I'd build a team around him. He is our star. Uh, and I and, uh, Granite Xhaka. Oh, one, one final, <laughs> one final uh, thing I wanted to discuss with regards to England was Harry Kane. Um, yeah. What did you guys make of it? So just quickly, my take. I, I feel like he looked out of sorts. He's done his Harry, job. He's done his job. He didn't suit for me. He didn't suit the style of play. I don't. I agree with Sydney. I don't think he's really suited. His goals are okay. Like his contribution was all right, but. He done his job. No, his I think goals, his mind was on a transfer. His goals are yeah. uh, anyone in that position scores those goals. They're, they're no, 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 no. I think even though it was underwhelming and it wasn't the cane that we're used to in the Premier League, he done his job. He held the ball quite well uh, in all games, and he was a good set of forward. But obviously, actually, he, he played that ball out wide initially. Um, the Prius. Yeah, the Prius. Exactly. Yeah, that that was to be fair. That that little bit of of magic there. The thing is, Luke Shaw, shout out for that goal. He set up the play. Tough, tough he to set hit up like the that. Play in, in 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 the back corner. Basically, he played it to to Kane. Kane played it out wide to Trippier, I think. And and Shaw just continued to run. Phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal. But don't, don't forget as well, Kane. With Kane, he's normally the star of the Spurs team, but this is a star-studded England team. He's not gonna, as in, he's not gonna outshine the rest of the team. Yeah, but come on, how many twenty goals, twenty assists, or something this season? It's ridiculous. His numbers were amazing. He should have done better. I'm sorry, like that's that thing. He only he he lets down. He done his job. As in, obviously, he could have done better, but he done his job. I don't, I can't criticize him for what he done. All right, so now moving away from England, um, general moments of the tournament, highlights, lowlights, anything else that, that you guys wanted to to kind of. Uh, Sorry, I'll let you go first if you want. Who? Oh, the highlights for me were Italy, man, and Denmark. I was really impressed by both teams. I think those are two teams that surprised me throughout the tournament. Uh, the way that Denmark, you know, they started with the whole Ericsson thing, ended up losing the first few games, although they didn't deserve to lose the first. Uh, but they took that energy to the, to the knockout stages, and they looked dangerous. Like, they could have easily beaten England in the shootout. I think it hadn't gone to a shootout. Casper uh, Schmeichel probably had, uh, had the advantage, and it would be a whole different case. Um, they surprised me. Italy, the way they played as a team, I did not expect that at the start. Mm -hmm. I saw the the campaign um, disappointment. I was going to say Spain initially, but they went far. As in, had, had I had we recorded this a couple of weeks into. Uh, the whole tournament, I, I just said Spain is, is the big club. But Alvaro Morata is Morata, just... Alvaro Morata. But, but then again, he always gets that goal. So, you know what? Morata, how many opportunities? You can, no, but they wouldn't scary. have been in that penalty shootout had he not got the What's goal. scary is that you can see on his face... Like, yeah. He's terrified. The fear, the yeah. uncertainty <laughs> at every single moment. And then he'll get a goal and he scored that spectacular Mental goal. strength yeah. is like yeah. below yeah, five. Yeah. No, but he the way he traverses between not a, he looks like an amateur footballer and then all of a sudden he's got this world-class moment for about 10 seconds <laughs> and you're thinking wait he's he's spain's higuain that's what he is. yeah he's very similar he's very so he, similar. he he was one of my he was one of my highlights 
Just because Why? watching watching Spain and just and just wishing what? not wishing yeah. but like expecting bad and then getting it every time like it's all. Well, I think Vern Vern is in that same trajectory. I think Vern mm-hmm. is going to become the new Marata. Uh, he's already looking like. Yeah, Marata's been doing it for years. Uh, Vern, I'm gonna give him. Let's give him. Let's see if he does it. Again. Although he had a poor year. Marata Marata has is is notorious for being this. Like everywhere he goes, he's known as that yeah. guy. He's like he has. Yeah, still gets big moves somehow. Some of these guys. But to be fair, I, I do think it's a mentality thing. Like if he fixed his head a little bit, he could he could be a. a yeah, like, I remember when Atletico Madrid knocked out Liverpool in the Champions League. He's got like two goals at Anfield. Like he has moments. Obviously, the ability really must be there, but he's right. Confidence so and mentality. How much of a flop he is. Sorry. I said that was painful that game when he scored those yeah. two goals. I think he scored two in extra time. Because it's yeah. Marata of all people, and he, he's a joke of a footballer, unfortunately. Um, but he does have flashes of, of, of coolness and calm and brilliance. I, I would say my, my highlight, um, uh, just to be a bit different to you guys, so the, the, that last 16 day where we had two fantastic games, so the France 3-3 with Switzerland, yeah, yeah. after France 3-1 up, two late oh. goals, and penalties, and you know, Jack having a, a blind of, of a game. And then that similar thing, Spain, Croatia, three three, and then five three next time. So to get that back yeah, to back, one day it was just oh, it was a proper knockout. Have we seen a knockout phase as great as this one ever in international football? In our, in I mean, our, in our we, we, we probably have, but we, so, but when? because it's so fresh in our memory, like for example, you're not going to remember knockouts from 2006. No, but, this, but this was entertaining from the last 16, and how many of them were? Yeah. No, I agree. It was. Uh, I think it was for me. It was probably like well, my memory of the top two euros I can remember. Yeah. Um. But it's, it's again in eight years' time we won't remember these three three games really. No, um, I, think we, I think we were from a neutral as in as a neutral. It was very entertaining, and obviously it, you could you can was, remember the Italy thing because you were a fan. Uh, and knockouts knockout phases where you're a fan is different completely to as a neutral. Yeah, I was a neutral throughout. As in, other than the England thing towards the end, so I appreciated just the, the knockout football, the last-minute goals, the unpredictability of it all. It was just nice to see, man. I, it was refreshing, and the fact yeah. that it started from from the last sixteen, so that's brilliant. The disappointing bits of the tournament, probably. What are we doing? Disappointing teams or moments? Up to you. Up to you. Uh, probably both France, underwhelming as world champions, and. Portugal to an extent. I mean, Portugal Belgium. had against a strong Belgium, Belgium. so it's not that. And but we expected a little bit more from them because they looked like well, on paper they had the, the FIFA number one ranked team for about five years now. And Belgium, have, yeah, they have Belgium also disappointing actually. Think about it because they haven't really delivered anything. We haven't got beyond the semi final with superstars. I know De Bruyne got injured and Hazard is not the same. Um, but I mean that's that that that's if I have to focus on a negative. That's that's that's, that's I would pick those two or three teams. But overall, no, a, a, a fantastic tournament, great month. Um, I I've still, even though we personally benefited from the third place qualifying from the group stage, so we had the 2014 tournament that we played in today. Um, generally, I am I am uh, against the idea. I know it gives opportunities to teams last game, but I don't like the fact that a third place can go through. But, for example, you might not even win a game and still progress. It's just, yeah, it's but the, the, the proof in the pudding is that that third place team has contributed to the knockout phase because it's made it more exciting. Because every team that went in put in a performance. 
Like it wasn't dead. In the last the thing is, to- tournament, tournament football, you never know anyway. Like for the, the, the example. No, no, as, as in, I agree. Then why can't you just make it 32 teams then? No, because I like the unpredictability of it all. And it, normally I'd be with you had the last 16 been dry and, you know, were teams running, you know, running all over the, the third place team. But it wasn't the case. Third place teams were performing. They were, but they, I get it, but it just means like for, out of 24 teams, only uh, eight go out in groups. It's a well, bit even the like, group stages were exciting, by the way. We were very excited about the group stages. It went to the wire in a, in a, love, a number of groups, yeah. I see it as working, and, and today proved in the tournament, our very own tournament, that that's an exciting thing to have because technically, on paper, uh, and the way we played, we didn't deserve to be knocked out. Had we uh, had it been a top two, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the fact that we're given the second chance and to show our ability, and then we had that last sixteen game, which we were, were obviously the better team in that last sixteen game, uh, just proves that that format does work for some some teams, and, and some some teams just take their time. As in, so to, team, to, to, just to teams. cap off the the Euros conversation, we mm-hmm. started uh, this podcast talking about Messi. Yeah, only yes. fair that we end the podcast talking about. Yes, Messi again. No, I don't. I don't. Think <laughs> <laughs> I personally think Ronaldo should not be in the equation anymore. In what equation? The equation what of let's compare Ronaldo to Messi in, in anywhere. A- anyway, Ronaldo's expired. Ronaldo is a thirty-seven-year-old, thirty-six, thirty-seven-year-old. Um, you're only going to get goals out of him. He's going to be a goal hanging for a few years now because obviously there's a, there's a two to three year age gap between i think two and a half years right but for a few years we've been saying oh let's see what messi does at ronaldo's age yeah but we're doing messi is doing yeah, the but, same thing ronaldo's age was three years okay, ago. Okay. He's, 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 so he's just he's back to ronaldo because at the same age ronaldo on on the euros no so he's, probably, yeah. that was five years <laughs> ago they won the euros yeah so he so was 31 ronaldo. when he won it messi's 34. Was he 31? Wasn't yeah, it the last year? Yours was five. Wasn't five. Five years, 2016. 2016. What? Yeah, is, he was what? is the Euros every five years? No, COVID missed the year, bro. You missed the year because of COVID, yeah. Yeah, so, so now the World Cup's in a year and a half, and the next Euros is in three years. Yeah. So they I mean, I think I think they'll both play uh in the World Cup, and I think that's it for both. Yeah. No, I think um, Messi has a great chance, especially on the back of this copper. But if I was Portugal, I probably wouldn't start Ronaldo. The, the I'd, I'd is, have him off the bench. Portugal. No, have him in the squad because because he who of who he is, obviously. Portugal, no, but Portugal have a have a phenomenal team. Even this but, tournament. Yeah, yeah. He looked on the pitch. It, it wasn't like you know normally it's like Ronaldo and yeah, yeah. one or two other players. The, the irony is now they've actually got a full squad of exactly. capable players. But, but do you think do you think him starting was detrimental to Bruno Fernandes' tournament? No, it had nothing to do with it. Bruno no. Fernandez had a trash tournament. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, but it was nothing to do with it. He's not the main man. Yeah, no, but Ronaldo played that holding position and he was exceptional, by the way. If you looked at him, uh, the game, I, yeah, I old, for, how, for, how, no, for how old he was, that Ronaldo was very good. He played his role. He, he was, uh, he, he, I he, think he had, had a, 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 a five goals. We have to give him kudos as a 36 year old to get the golden, golden boot. In just the group stages, 
even though yeah, three, three, we can't discount the three were penalties. There's a lot of penalties. Bruno Fernandez would have scored three sorry, penalties. Sorry, sorry. Also, in that in the in the tournament, he became the the, the greatest goal scorer uh, yeah. all time in international football as well, right? Yeah, no, you have to give him yeah. joints. That's a That's big, big. He didn't break big. any guys. Uh, it's not broken yet. It's not broken yet. I see. He'll, he'll break it against Andorra or Lithuania in the qualifiers. As, as fifty percent of, goal, of his goals have come against. Is in that an achievement? Are you gonna? I don't, are you think, gonna, I don't think the, 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 the yeah. I, I, I think Ronaldo is as good as Ali Dai. I accept it. Yes. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's, 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 it is an achievement. Even, even if it is a lot of it, let's be honest. A lot of it was stat padding against Andorra, Lithuania. It's not, it's not you know that there was a stat that proved that Ronaldo was one assist away from being the all-time greatest assister in the Euros history. That and that's uh, that's coming from a goal scorer. That's a big stat. But no one's, no one's also played in five. He, I, to, be honest, to be honest with you, look, his longevity, um, I don't think he's ever had an exceptional, as in this, this year is the most goals he's scored. Normally he gets three or two like that. Um, but his longevity, no, obviously, look, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's still in great shape. I don't think he should start anymore for Portugal, personally. I, I don't think any player is going to break his Euros record or international record. when he The goals? Goes. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Like... I don't think how many scored? How many scored in Euros? Eleven. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, but like, uh, obviously, obviously, Greece was not going to break it now. I think Greece was on nine, but below that, Platini did it one tournament. Well, like seven or eight, man. Remember that the ratio is a bit terrible. The ratio is is not is not very. Well, you can't you can't stop him from from entering tournaments, and don't forget, a lot of players don't have the ability to enter Euros and score at thirty six. You have to, that is boastworthy. The fact that he can get on the pitch, score goals. I mean, yeah. So I, I, I personally think so against Belgium, he shouldn't have started. Rate, the ratio is atrocious because he's got longevity. And we're, we're, we're kind of cussing him because he's got longevity. Oh, you shouldn't be playing. But he's no, still, before this tournament, he was on the same goals he, as like Shearer and them lot. Five, five goals at 36. Three penalties. I mean, group, yeah. Age doesn't matter when it comes to penalties. Just the group stages. Five goals in a group stage. He's, he's great. Ali, Ronaldo Five and Ali goals. do it hand in hand. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there anything else to discuss? We. When I said anything else, you threw Djokovic out there. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So, if, if Wasim is the Nostradamus of football, I am the <laughs> Nostradamus of tennis, where I. Thoughts that that Djokovic had the ability to potentially match Federer yeah. and, and eclipse him, and this was like what five years ago, four years ago. So five years ago, there was like a six slams difference between the two. Yeah. Federer has since won only two, and but so basically that extends it to like seven slams. I, I, normally, normally, play, uh, the reason I yeah, credit to Dara, like he, he he said Djokovic will match Federer. I never never thought he would. Um, and now it has to be undisputed that Djokovic is the greatest ever because he's done his 20 slams whilst Federer and Nadal were in their prime. And but normally, most, yeah, just last point, normally tennis players in their 30s don't win much. Win. Like you, Federer has won two slams in the last decade. Like He's 39 now. He hasn't won like, as much as before. He's won three slams this year. Yeah, he's on for the golden... He's on for uh, the, the whole... Slam. Yeah. If he wins the US Open, he's got the golden slam. It's, golden it's mad. 
which is and crazy. And that's, what, that's why that's I'm going to go a step ahead, and I'm going to say that Djokovic is going to end his career with 25 Grand Slams. And See, I, don't, really, I think that's just first because COVID break may have helped Djokovic. He took a year out, a little bit, a few yeah. months out. And uh, but look, the, the knees go at like 34, yeah. 35, man. Well, there was a stat. There's a stat that showed that Federer has a, uh, playing amongst the top four. He's only won three Grand Slams while playing alongside um, the Murray, Nadal, and Djokovic. Whereas Djokovic has won 11 Grand Slams while playing alongside the great top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad, it's mad. Look, Federer had injuries. He's still my favorite tennis player. His injuries messed him up and he took obviously a couple of years out. Now he can't compete in all tournaments. Plus he's 39. Plus I also think that when we were the final two years ago, Federer should have won that. And that, that would make it 21-19. Uh, but that's me as a fan. Uh, no, Djokovic, look, it's... Yeah, it's twenty all now, and he's gonna get. He'll probably win the U.S. Open. He's um, I don't know if he's going to the Olympics. I don't know if he's gonna get. A, probably take the gold medal at the Olympics as well. He's got the opposite mental strength to Morata. This guy's mental strength is <laughs> insane. But can you think about it? like I, I don't know if, if many of our listeners um, watch tennis. Tennis for me, from a from a mentality point of view, because it's literally point to point. Each point is so yeah. crucial, and the fitness that's required to play three four hour tennis matches Crazy. every two three days. For me, it's the most difficult sport, and it's an individual. You can't, you can't, you can't fall back and let my teammates do the work. It's yeah. for me, it's, it's the hardest sport, both physically, uh, except for getting beaten up yeah. in UFC. Oh, you you can hide. You can hide in football. You can go through a patch of two months where you can rely on your teammates to, to assist you, provide you, and cover up for you. Nobody would even realize that you're in a bad patch. With tennis, you can't do that. With tennis, you, you have to be off form all the time. You know, with tennis, so this is speaking as a qualified tennis coach here, guys, so just be quiet okay. and listen for a few minutes. Okay. Um, the serve, you know, when you serve... Wait, are you actually a qualified tennis coach? I'm a qualified tennis coach, yeah. What's the qualification you have? Uh, it's from the PTR, the Professional Tennis Registry in the US. Oh. In the US? Yeah. I didn't, I, did, I didn't do the LTA one, I was too young. So you did an online, you printed off an online certificate? No, no, no. It's, listen, look up the PTR. There's a register somewhere. I didn't pay my fees, so I'm not on the register still, but I was on register once upon a time as a qualified coach. No, no, no. Okay, I'll search it up. I'll find, I'm sure I'll find Sadiq for something. I've got the book somewhere at home. I'll give it to you. I believe it. Well, I, what I've been saying, and I think the NMR uh, Excuse me, I haven't even made my point yet. Shut <laughs> the hell up. Let me finish. Go on, go on. Go on. The serve, what's interesting about this individual shot is that you are 100% in control. So you yes. know in, 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 in the rest of the rally, you're responding to the guy might hit it with a lot of top spin. It's coming at you, the other players involved. Whereas the serve is like a penalty kick, where it's like you're the one that's doing that. So imagine the pressure of a penalty. And we've seen obviously what happened to Europe players, right? When you just hit a double fault, for example, to then, and you see players will, will go and, and almost double fault a whole game just because of like the, the stress and pressure. In the Open final, Nadal normally clinical, did that against the Djokovic this year, exactly. suddenly making errors and double faulting. And and, and when, when uh, and obviously having played as well, amateur level, um, not as, as professional. Very, in, very amateur. In coaching. But at that level, it's so easy to just capitulate and, and completely yeah. fall apart and go from having a great game to losing one or two games back to back and then just crumbling. Um, so, the, as you say, the mental side of things is phenomenal when it comes to tennis. And that's why Djokovic is, is just out of this world. I think Nadal's unfortunate that his, his game is very aggressive. And so, like, obviously, it's yeah. showing that his body can't handle it anymore. 
And it's very good. He suits Clay, right? The, the way his style. Uh, what, is it 14 of his 20 are on Clay? Yeah, I, I'm not sure the number. Yeah, so it's very, that's the, great, the greatest one surface player ever. Probably any, oh. of any athlete, actually. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, all athletes. I've never seen a player dominate a specific. Like, imagine, like, let's, is there a footballing of analogy? My, Michael Jordan, maybe? Yeah. The NBA yeah, Finals, you can say the yeah. same, same like that, that, that. Maybe that level, uh, I would say, when Nadal was on clay. Um, that, that's probably that. Ronaldo in the Champions League, very similar. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. Nadal on clay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, yeah, since, since we've got an expert in tennis, an actual coach, yeah. and we're seeing growing up was phenomenal in tennis, I've been trying to encourage these two to play just a single tennis game against each other. And the thing is, I haven't held, let them play. I haven't held a tennis racket in years. Yeah, no, no, we're seeing, we're seeing. We get a sponsor. We get a sponsor. We'll do it. Okay, Wimbledon. No, no. Why don't we have a, cha- <laughs> a charity game between the two NMR greats in tennis, and okay. I could be the umpire. If uh, no, a wants to buy me, if a sponsor wants to buy me a professional racket, I'm down. I've got a spare racket for you. Don't worry. No, no, I don't, I don't want your backups and your little so I'm going to that racket. It's, it's top quality. I'll get it really strong for you. Rejection? Get it really strong? No. Obviously not. What's wrong with you? I'll put a new grip on it. How about that? They're like two quid. No, for... not good enough, mate. I want a professional uh, Wilson racket that... Uh... Rosa Federer yes. uses. Yes, the same one, because we are the same. You know what, to be fair, listen, I'm sorry, uh, I, now I've decided we need to start between the three of us, this might not even be podcast related, but we need to compete in sports of some sort. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, you Zahir know what? wanted to fight Zahir. us for years. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think Zahir is a fight. Tennis. Teach me tennis. I play next to you. Teach me tennis. What's uh, a fun sport is like, uh, badminton is doable. I can't do badminton. From tennis to badminton, I can't do it. Normally, it's, it's interchangeable. It's too wristy. Light version too of top. Wristy. Like, it's too, like, I don't like it. Wristy. Yeah, you use your wrist. You know, with, t- with tennis, you use your arm when you're getting shot. Come on, grow up something. I can do table tennis. You know what? I will challenge Wasim to badminton and I'll challenge you to tennis. I've never played, I'm not good at tennis. Well, well, I played one, time, one, one single game. I want you I to played you badminton time many years ago. Yeah, as in, no, I'm, I'm talking about tennis here. We're getting, oh, okay. we're getting yeah. off podcast territory and more into friendship territory. So I think we should probably yes. either wrap we are, up. We aren't friends on the podcast. We are enemies. Frenemies. On? On the podcast. On the podcast? Yeah, we are frenemies. So I, you know, I, I think Zoom is making us more amicable. There's been less... Um, I think so. You know, we don't have that hostile energy in front of each other. Yeah, because, I usually uh, whisper. When you're talking, I usually whisper to Dahir, like, what we're going to well, do. We don't have our mics. The, the negative energy comes with the mics. Oh, the mics. Salim, by the way, can you please ramp up the, when you're editing, please make it, you know. I know you'd like to favor certain people. I can't, I can't make your voice more bassy. <laughs> I don't want bassy, Me and Diana have those, those manly voices. Oh, shut I can't, up. I can't change yours, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right, all right. Are, we, are we done? Yeah, I think that's a good wrap up episode. I'm excited yeah. about the pre-season episode in two weeks. Because that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Arsenal's potential challenge. We are linked with very exciting players. And I think 
there's like there's a purge happening at Arsenal, and we're, we're replacing them with very decent alternatives. It happens. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely worthy of discussion, and I and I, I won't. I'll get into it in that podcast. But I think Arteta is potentially has a team that any manager can compete uh, for a top four position with. Like as in at the end of this window, I think on paper. If we get the players that we get, are we supposed to get then? Yes. Yeah. And that, as in the, the bed wire. Now let's enjoy COVID Olympics. Yes. <laughs> All right. Is it going ahead? 100%, yeah? Yeah. There was, there was those beds one of you sent on the group. Uh, the, the single person beds. That was not me. Was that Tahir? What's up? You know, for the Olympics, they've, they've made beds out of cardboard. Oh, yeah. yeah that's so only one person can sleep on them to pre- prevent. Um, if anything, uh, I don't. Really, what does the science say about? What, yeah, what does the science say about kind of intimacy with with partners during sport tournaments? I don't think that normally they save them. So they don't really. No, get but, but, but so, so what they've done in the Olympics is that they've actually created beds in the Olympic Village that are made of cardboard, and any sudden movement or more weight than one person. That's for COVID reasons. Yeah. Why? To prevent. Um, yeah. You know, people. Uh, they don't want people having, you know, right. okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's a oh, COVID. Right. It's a COVID precaution, apparently. Yeah. Fair enough. And on that note, um, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. See you soon. All right. Today we'll be editing straight after this. Of course. Yeah. Great. Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Bye, guys. Okay.